0: boy is it hot out here in the summer. I am sweating my arse off. What would be better to quench my thirst than some strawberry lemonade? Oh wait we already have that opportunity let me tell you folks uh, I absolutely love these cupcakes they are strawberry lemonade filled cupcakes. Unbelievable opportunity go ahead and go all over to cupcakes.com and order some strawberry lemonade filled cupcakes. Absolutely great. I tried them myself. I just Love them. I care about them. Um, again, go to soriso cupcakes.com. That is S O R R I S O cupcakes.com. This is President Sullivan, and I appreciate being a part of the Back Pocket podcast.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and possibly good night. It's the Boys from the Back Pocket on August 14th. Duck, how are we? We are uh,
0: fantastic. We have a killer episode here for you. Um, we're going to go ahead and bring you yet another curbside story from Wyoming and uh, AI's experience there. Um, then we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, one of our favorite recurring segments, the Maddie C. Memorial and... segment. Then uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our a little more of our fiduciary duties as a pod, as podcasters. That's going to be absolutely electric. Um, and then we have a special guest today, uh, John Jensvold. He is the um, his daughter is Mal Jensvold. For uh, most of you may know her. Uh, she was our very first guest on the show.
1: Really kick started the program and got us off to
0: a hot start. Yep, absolutely. Um, John, just killer dude. You guys will absolutely love that. Um, on the back end, we uh, review our paid-to-poop earnings. Um, it, for us, it is the fiscal end of the summer, and we're going to do a little calculation there. Um, then we're going to get into a little bit of a debate. Uh, one of the great debates, actually, I would say. Um, murder versus assassination. Um, something that not a lot of people are talking about, mm-hmm. um, but you know what? We cash from the back pocket. We're talking about it. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and finish off, as we always do, uh, the feel-good story and what we learned. So let's get after
1: it. Yeah, before we get to that, let's uh, touch on our average quality because we are ending the summer, and we've learned a lot during the summer. Correct. um, Both as men and as podcasters, but more specifically, to feed ourselves, Declan, where have you become more talented? Mm, uh, That's a great point that you bring up, Andrew. Uh, So this was my first
0: summer away from home. I am from Colorado, um, my mom has uh, fed me for the first, uh, let's say, 20, 20-ish years of my life. Um, this was the first summer where I had to buy my own food, um, make my own food, and yes, that's also true. I had to eat my own food mm. as well. Um, so, you know, struggles with all of that. Uh, highs, high highs, low lows, got to handle them all. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, I think I did pretty well. Um, but my average quality was uh, I've never really uh, grilled before. I had never used a legitimate grill, you know, grill up some burgers, some chicken, steak, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, Italian sausage. Yeah, so, you know, Italian sausage. That was the other day. We can get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had, uh, I, ma- I grilled myself uh, some burgers, let's say, uh, hmm, I think it was about a week ago. So. And I learned how to do it. It's pretty pretty. So well. now you
1: know how to use the grill, which is yeah. an important life skill
0: as a dad. Yeah. And I'm also going to put on my resume additional skills uh, under the additional skills category as a grill master. Um, I've now grilled uh, do- about a dozen burgers. Um, I have some Italian sausage, like you mentioned, for my jambalaya. Um, big jambalaya guy, by the way. Um, and then I also uh, grilled some chicken. And that was pretty sweet. So, you know, I'm getting after it. I'm figuring out how to light the uh, grill, you know, me- figure out how long it takes for, uh, you know, a burger to cook. Oh, one flip, that's one thing we should remember is you yes. only should flip your burger once. You should never flip more of that. That way it contain the juices. And then um, probably um, I would say two minutes, depending on your the fire uh, going in your grill, you should put your buns in about two minutes prior to your burgers being done. So sure. there's something to uh, be known. Yes. I'd say. Thank you, Dak. Yeah, no problem.
1: So that's my average quality is I uh, didn't use a grill until last week. Perfect. But now you know how to use it. So that's all Trap Trapping the puck, move right along. I'm going to give us another curbside story from Wyoming. I gave you a fantastic one last week with Fletch. Uh, this week I'm going to be talking about how I ran into Chad Pennington. And for all of you those for those of you who don't know Chad Pennington, he was a great quarterback for the Jets in the early average, 2000s. Wildly the
0: average quarterback. I Wild, say.
1: the average. But he – Got the, he brought the Jets to the playoffs a few times. He did. Um, I, I think he was he was respectable. Yeah, People he appreciated did, what he brought to the table. Did he ever play for the Dolphins? He ended up coming, yeah, he got traded to the Dolphins or left the Jets and went to the Dolphins and won comeback player of the year. Okay. Because I think he got hurt at the, when he was on the Jets.
0: Yeah, he. I remember there was a time where he went into slide and then I think it was like
2: a knee injury
0: um, or... No, no, no. I he went injury. to slide and someone like decked them in the head. Okay. And then I think they created a rule like shortly after that, like if you hit someone. Like that was like the first targeting penalty. Gotcha. Like be- before it was actually made. But
1: okay. anyways, Chad Pennington. Yeah, I ran into Chad Pennington. For- actually, my brother, Patrick, first saw him in the lobby right on day one of the trip. And I wasn't there at the time, but he was like, dude, that's definitely Chad Pennington. And you know, uh, like by the way, if... That's
0: great respect to a guy like Patrick being able to notice um, a guy like Chad Pennington, who's not you know a very reputable face and name, but mm-hmm. absolutely you know,
1: very impressive by uh, Patrick. And you know how he point, how he confirmed it was the size of his forearms. He's like, this man can definitely throw a pigskin because he, over the mountains, over the mm-hmm. mountains, absolutely. Uh, but then I ran into him. A few days after that, crossed paths, going up the stairs, and he was, he was going up. I was going down, and I made direct eye contact with him, and he pulled his hat down. So I knew it was Chad Penning right then and there because he was trying to cover hide his coverage. Maybe his average quality is uh, people skills he didn't run, or or eye contact. Possibly. Walking, one of the two. Yes. Uh, but I followed him right into the breakfast buffet line and uh, made sure he wasn't going to sit down with his family because I didn't want to interrupt his family. Right. Um, he was grabbing some eggs. And I walked right over to him and I was, like, Mr. Pennington, Andrew and Sarah, like he knew me, you know, like I didn't, yeah, like myself. you
0: had, seen him once before exactly. you got to act
1: with confidence in those situations.
0: For I sure. think, uh, the guys from the back pocket need to be doing a seminar on how to introduce yourself to famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things you definitely should do
1: is you go up like you did and, uh, assume that you've already met me before. Perfect. Yeah. And I think he, he appreciated the, the firmness of that. I shook his hands like Andrew and Sarah, um, and then I gave him a little backstory of how I talked to someone in the Jets organization, and uh, it was it was a good conversation. His nose was actually bleeding on the side. I think he picked a scab, so it was a little awkward because he kept on like trying to cover up the blood dripping down from he was his nose. Bleeding, he was bleeding, and he may may have had to go to intensive care if we if you had carried that conversation a little
0: longer. So. Correct. So I, know,
1: another lesson to learn there. I was efficient with my time, and I got right to the point because I knew he had to get to the ER quickly. Yeah, um, losing blood. And hopefully, he was going to the Jets later that in the next week, and he admit my name dropped me there. So, it's a cool little story. Okay, wow. And uh, a little bit of opportunities there, a little networking action on exactly. your Exactly. And I apologize. I didn't ask to get him on the back pocket because yeah. I was trying to work other angles, but that's in the near future. Yeah, yeah. can we get a, a formal apology? I know that was kind of a side apology. So yeah. can we get uh, here's a formal apology to my marketing interns for uh, not asking Chad Pennington to get on the back pocket. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. That's okay.
0: Maybe we get them on in the future. Um, I like that. I care about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, you know, moving on here to our fiduciary duties as podcasters. So uh, this is a segment that we necessarily – oh, wait. We missed a segment. Uh, We are going to – we're actually going to go to one of our favorite segments. A reoccurring segment. A reoccurring segment, Uh, one of our very first segments for all of you that uh, don't know or may know. This is the Matty Seed Memorial win segment um, to review. This was a segment uh, that came about because our friend Matt Christensen, um, you know, he is a he's a little bit indecisive when you have to ask him a question. So, uh, you know, if you ask him to do a 50-50 thing, you know, he's going to give you a, he's not going to give you a yes or no. He's going to give you. A
1: you know, So there's something out there in the world that we're always looking for that's going to give you a little 50-50 yeah. and something like that. And the Olympics right now are considering putting in eSports into the 2024 Olympics. Is that correct? Correct. So this was a headline
0: that I saw earlier today. Um, so first of all, congratulate to Los Angeles uh, for winning the uh, 2024 Olympics. Yes. Uh, just our formal uh, thank you letter to uh, Los Angeles, yep. City of Angels. Bringing it back to the
1: this- To America.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, finally. Mm -hmm. Took us long enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Bringing back the trophies, I guess. You know, (laughs) great. Anyways, uh, this is not great. Uh, Esports.
1: So you had to explain this to me earlier, but I really didn't grasp it. What exactly
0: is esports? Okay, so esports is basically a – it's for nerds, 100% nerds. Okay. Um, it's not uh, really a physical thing. It's, is it, is it's, it like
1: nerds with like statistics or what
0: kind of nerds? No, no, no. We're talking video game nerds because um. the the esports are actually video games. So we are talking uh, League of Legends we're talking uh, just various various games like i wouldn't be
1: combat type games w-
0: yeah so they're more sh- they're strategy games they are uh, RPGs role playing games um, they first person um, no they say. wouldn't be first person shooters per se they're very skill and tactic games so okay. um, i don't know i've i've personally never played league of legends okay. um, my one of uh, my freshman year roommates was a big uh, lol guy league of legends guy um, however uh, another game that might be in there that everybody else knows is Madden. I would not be shocked to see Madden in esports in 2024. So there, and it's it's shocking to me. I'm, I'm very uh, concerned, I guess to say the least. I I don't think this should be in the Olympics. I think uh, hockey probably should be in the Olympics before esports. Um, but when I saw the headline, I just went.
1: And do we, do we really want? Yeah, do we really need video gamers in uh, yeah. the limelight? Yeah, and, and that, like, do it doesn't it it need to be glorified. That yeah. like that. No, I, my
0: video game experience is like having fun with my friends and creating bragging rights, and you know, deciding things, uh, you know, on the on the virtual playing field. I don't think uh, winning gold medals for and glorifying uh, video games in this way is uh, good at all. And yeah. you know, back to our dad conversation yet again. Um, I don't really want to raise my kid to – or my kid to think that uh, video games is going to be his future and so he wants to win a gold medal.
1: Exactly. And I think that's a good point to bring up because there needs to be a fine balance with academics and and your other pursuit. So say you're playing football and you need to balance academics and football. Those go hand in hand no matter what. Correct. If you're going into college, you're going to have to balance your academics and football. Correct. You can't just be pushing hard into video games – and you, can't be a, you can't just be a, a
0: nerd. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I play video games. I'm kind of a nerd, but I'm not that much of a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. right? I mean, come on now. Anyways, but that's a great transition that you bring up, Andrew. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a duty, as a podcaster, you know, we have to transition, but we also have to talk about stories that we necessarily don't want to talk about, yes. which brings me to our segment, Fiduciary Duties as a podcaster. Yes. Um, so this one, I actually do want to talk about, and that is probably why it's on our front end of the podcast. Um, this one is something that came out on August 8th, so we're a little late, it's okay, you know, six days, but, you know, it's okay, um, still out there, um, so this was, uh, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen, he had an interview with, uh, Bleacher Report, um, we'll probably cut them out, because we don't, we don't like, we don't like them, we don't like Bleacher Report. We don't mind,
1: I mean, we're not gonna brand them.
0: Yeah, we're not. We are absolutely not going to bland plea report. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, so, anyways, he had an interview with them, and he the headline. The headline here is he said, "Football and school don't go together." And you know, as um, you know, Twitter readers or Twitter activists like myself, um, you read the headline and then you give your hot take immediately. So that's what a lot of people were doing. They were uh, basically saying like. What the heck is this guy saying? Uh school and football have to go together, like they go together, this guy's lazy, doesn't try, blah blah blah, you know, kinda of flaming the guy. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, being a uh someone who is in his position, uh a college athlete, um, you know, maybe not for UCLA, but for UST, change a couple letters around and see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to we had to give our hot takes. So, um to start with it, I guess the one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was all the journalists who weren't college athletes saying that he was wrong so that not having that experience and not knowing how hard it is to balance the two mm-hmm. is kind of invalid so that's tough. Um, the next thing was um, if they did have their hot takes, it was probably more than a decade ago when college the demand, in college athletics was very extreme but not near to the capacity that it is today. Fair to say. So that's another thing that I'd like to bring up. But anyways, um, Andrew, what are your
1: thoughts on this? Um, So he's saying football and school don't go together. Correct. That was the headline grab. That was his headline grab. But what it really was about
0: was him saying the balance between – he was more talking about uh, his experience at UCLA – and kind of applying it to the whole general college football or the college scene right now with major D1 school schools that have football program mm-hmm. big programs, and also big academics. So um, UCLA is a perfect one. Um, so he was saying, you know, it's hard. He's a business major, and he's saying it's hard to actually graduate and grasp all the material that I want to learn and play football at the same time. It's very difficult to
1: do that. I like to compare the situation, two things. Um, one in our own situation, we are academics and college athletes and podcasters. Podcasters. Yeah. So we, we have, have three, actually, three things, things going on. Not to break. Um And we're doing pretty well so far. I yeah. mean, Granted, it's only been six months, seven months, and I think we're crushing it. Yeah. Um, that's one thing you can compare it to. Like we're, we're getting after it. Granted, we're division three, but we get after it. Um, but then you can compare this to another thing that doesn't go well together. He's saying, Um, football and school doesn't go well together well i don't think having kids and being the top of your industry and the workforce goes together well either but you gotta you gotta do it yeah it's just part of life
0: yeah and the people that succeed the most are the guys who can do it well both Mm -hmm. and i'm not out there complaining yeah and it wasn't more like i said it wasn't more of josh rosen saying school and football don't go together it was more i can't do well in school and i can't do well in football at the same time which you and I have had that conversation before too is where like if you're a starter on a football team and you're you're the leader of this UCLA team like Josh Rosen is there's a lot of weight on your shoulders and you're always thinking about football you know if you want to be good you're always thinking about it yes. but the like I said the greats who can think about football and also or think and play football at a high level and at the same time can totally lock in in class and get their homework done and study are the ones that are going to be uh, more special so ultimately i think josh rosen has a point to ucla saying hey help us out a little bit Mm -hmm. because there may be some institutional problems but at the end of the day i do feel it is achievable and there is no system i mean the system is tough and that's simple as that that is the sacrifice you do that, that you make as a college athlete
1: i think that i think we touched on that well enough i hope our listeners can give us maybe some feedback uh feel free to Put a comment or a, a review into the iTunes. And yeah,
0: so maybe, let us know what uh, you maybe think? Yeah, maybe give us a five star rating, mm-hmm. um, and then comment and give us your hot takes on uh, Josh Rosen at UCLA. Uh, maybe tweet at us, Instagram, uh, Facebook is always great as well. So uh, we don't do a good enough job of advertising
1: that, but we should uh, probably make that known a little bit more. Absolutely, but you know who did? You know who did a great job of balancing everything in life? Mm-hmm. John Jenswold. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, And we have a fantastic interview lined up. We got to talk to uh, John Jensvold, his wife, uh, and his three daughters while we were over at their house for a little steak dinner. Thank you very much, Jensvold family, for welcoming the back pocket into your household. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, fantastic. So, you know,
0: John has three girls. Um, We kind of dive right into that. Um, you know, we go into his life being the only guy. It turns out he was—he's been the only guy basically his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a couple issues with that. We'll find out what those are. Um, we also want to make it known—we've uh, you know, actually—we've—we've we've done this before. We've actually had steak dinner at the Jensvolds before. It's kind of a tradition. Um, it's very fun. Um, but the first time we went, uh, Kurt wrote—he uh, asked for ketchup. Uh, when uh, John was making these steaks for us. And I just want to let all of our podcasting listeners know, our marketing interns know, never, ever ask for ketchup with your steak. And not even steak sauce. I would even say A1 steak sauce is off limits too. But you can kind of get away with that in the family setting. But ketchup is an absolute uh, foo pas I would say. So um, with that, the interview is fantastic. You guys will absolutely love it.
1: Let's kick it to the interview. Today we have a very special guest. We have John Jensvold here today. He is the father of Mallory Jensvold, our first podcast, who kicked off the back pocket. Um, So let's welcome John Jensvold.
2: Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: that. Um, Let's
0: also mention uh, John Jensvold. He is our first uh, only dad. He's interviewing by himself. So we've had couples on the show um, who are dads. Or dads and wives, but you were the only dad going solo on this, so very proud of you. So, why,
2: what do you attribute that to? I'm just, we're happy for you. <laughs>
1: we're, <laughs> it's, we're impressed. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's also good to note that uh, you are Declan's boss. Yeah.
2: Well, that's a kind of a technicality. But. Okay. We're coworkers. Very, very happy to have him with our company over the summer.
1: Yes. PCL. Quick plug there. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Yes, appreciate, appreciate that. that. So mm-hmm. let's
0: let's get into it. Let's let's uh, kick it off how we always do. And that is, uh, what does the back pocket mean to you?
2: Well, I, I think I have to be completely honest here and say it means absolutely nothing to me. Ooh,
0: hmm. okay. Uh, as, the, as a podcast or as a, the actual physical back pocket?
2: Uh, uh, well, as a podcast, I assume. Right? Okay. I, I learned of it a little bit through my daughter, but hmm. ne- have never had the benefit of listening.
0: Okay, okay. so uh, better question then. What does the physical back pocket mean to you?
2: Well, it's a
1: place to put stuff.
0: Mm, simple, I like that. I like that. It's basically, what our podcast is. So, right? So too too
1: far off the beaten path. That's right. So we did ask this question to Mallory uh, on her time at the back pocket. Would you like to hear what she had to say? I'd love it. Well, actually, okay. what do you think she said?
2: I I, I really can't imagine. Uh, you know, I I live with uh, all these girls here, and uh, the things that come out of their mouth never ceases to surprise me. All right. Well, get ready to be surprised. All right. Here we go.
1: The back pocket is our name of our podcast. Right. What does that mean to you?
2: The back pocket is just kind of like, um, it's kind of just like a sexual thing. It's kind of just like the back, if you refer to someone's back pocket, it's just like on their ass. So when someone it. says big pocket or back pocket, you know, I think about a butt. Yep,
1: okay, that's good. That's exactly what we go. I
2: think about a butt and I think about unique things.
1: <laughs> We're unique, but we, we maintain. <laughs> no. problem,
2: so. Absolutely. So that's
1: Excellent work, guys. Yeah, no, we we never really
2: thought about that. Yeah. I'm um, glad I could dig a little
1: deeper yeah. for you. So that's what your daughter has to say. Any reaction? Uh, any any thoughts?
2: thoughts? Well, my my first reaction is I should have sent her to Eau Claire, Ooh. probably. <laughs> nice. uh, well, the second thought is she's uh, uh, chip off the old block, just like her mom. Okay, well, yeah. So uh, going into uh, you know
0: another question that we ask all our listeners, um, you know. You being at P Cell Construction and you know a pretty well accomplished man. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> sorry, the dog was getting in the way. Of our bad podcasting segment, absolutely. Uh, so shout out Sophie, you know, friend of the program. Um, anyways, well, well accomplished man you uh, you are, and uh, you know, with all the great things that you've done, uh, what is your average
2: quality? My average quality? Yeah. Yes. If you have one. If I have an average quality, I suppose it's uh, being uh, fairly consistent over time. Oh, that's impressive. So doing yeah. the
0: routine things routinely, would you say?
2: It, in an average way. Okay. So
0: Appreciate waking that. up
2: in the morning on time. You got making it. Making a cup of coffee. You got it. The, like the, the world is uh, ruled by those who show up, I think. Absolutely. Mm. I like
1: that. We like to think of, so we're a wildly average podcast, and we refer to that in the way of we have many highs and many lows, and then we always equal up. So, we'll probably over this course of interview, we'll have a few bad segments where it probably won't hit with our marketing interns. But there will be a lot where they will hit. So that eel pulls out and we maintain our our average consistency. Very even keel.
2: Yes. So Uh, you play for those nuggets. Yes, correct. Understand.
0: Um, So you mentioned earlier uh, you have three daughters. I do. uh, Mal. Elijah, and uh, Brielle. She hates when I call her Elijah. It's actually Eliza. So yeah, let's just yeah go that's right. We'll, that's we'll cut that, though. Um, those, those are the three. So, uh, you know, uh, I guess being, uh, how is it being the only guy?
2: Well, I'm used to it. Mm. Uh, one thing you don't know about me is I grew up with three sisters, so I've always so lived in a have literally always
0: been the only always guy. Always
2: been the only guy. Uh, so this is really no change for me at all.
1: It's interesting. I love that. Well, let's welcome two of your daughters who are sitting here today. Mallory is also here, and Liza, um, alive listening. We have our live sibling listening. This uh, is our second time doing this. Yeah,
0: so we're used to it. Mm. No pressure on our end. Um, but I, I guess uh, going back to it, uh, what do you do to compensate? So you know, there's a lot of estrogen in the house. Um, you're a big testosterone guy. You know, what
2: do you do to uh, maintain those levels? I gave up testosterone. Ooh, it's all gone. <laughs> Uh, T-levels are low. Yep, the the levels are low. Mm -hmm. There's no way to survive with that. Okay. Uh, And uh, then you just find a lot of time alone. Oh, right? Okay. Well, You need a room to yourself.
1: Yes. Mallory did mention the man cave, and this newly established man cave is a great start for uh, that alone time for sure. Yes. So good work. Thank you. Um, However, we can help. So, uh, you know, being guys, and not
0: dads yet, but we're getting there, um, we have a few suggestions. Uh, So uh, the first one, is adopt a boy. Adopt a boy.
2: Yes.
1: Well, you're here. Oh, that's perfect. close enough. <laughs> wow. Huh? I would be Thank more than you. happy to welcome the Genesville family. Okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I like You've uh,
2: quadrupled the males in this house since we moved in. <laughs>
1: I'm glad we could help. <laughs> the second suggestion would be a get NFL Sunday ticket.
2: Uh can't afford it. Oh, okay. There's no money left. Sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's tough to hear. That's okay. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's okay. We can maybe help you out. Yeah. It's only four easy payments, like $90. Bucks. Um, another one, uh, coach a Little League sports team.
1: Well, I used to coach soccer.
2: Okay. But it was girls' side.
1: Oh. <laughs> so maybe join a Little League t-ball team or yeah. something with I little could, squirts I that could, you can I,
2: boss around a little bit. I could, I could think about that, but, you know, I'm getting to an age now where I hate children. Okay. Mm. So maybe like teenagers. Hate them worse. Okay, so. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys are coming around, though. Right? Your <laughs> right. age okay. is okay. Okay,
1: that's good. So yeah. when they start drinking beer, it's a little that's easier. All right. yeah, that's okay. alright. I'm okay. a okay. big fan of millennials. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sure. See. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe you can pick up a hobby like kickboxing or rec league basketball.
2: Yeah, I play basketball. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Lifetime Fitness. You so, can walk there from here.
1: Okay. So,
0: uh, tell us a little about your uh, your career so far. Uh, points per game, assists. What, what's our numbers? Overall? I don't shoot. Ooh. Okay. Defense. They don't let me.
2: Rajon Rondo or uh, I? I pass. Okay. I, I, I like pass, that. and I like that. that's why okay. they let me play the game. You see, a team first guy. I'm I team like first guy. That. Something. To this is a
1: pickup league, or is it actual like intermural?
2: Oh, it's strictly pickup league. Cool. Okay.
1: Awesome.
0: And I know. Uh, we are going to suggest fantasy football, yeah. but uh, you are actually the originator of fantasy football.
2: Well, pretty pretty close. You know, fantasy football started in the U.S. around probably around seventy six or seventy seven. The first league I joined was in seventy eight, uh, and it was started by a bunch of disc jockeys. They were one of the first leagues in the country. And then when I went to St. Olaf, uh, my friends and I picked up on that idea, and we started what we think is the maybe the first league in in a college setting in minnesota we started in 83 with 10 teams and we still have nine of the 10 original owners Wow! and so that's quite a few years from 1983 to today and
0: yes. you said you only draft
2: rookies we only draft rookies it's an it's an old style league we have a really beautiful uh trophy there's no money exchanged but you mm. get your name on the trophy and it looks a little like the stanley cup oh nice. so it's, 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 it's a cup. it's a big deal
1: okay yeah okay. how many years have you won it throughout the course of
2: this time uh out of whatever it is 34 years i've won it three times okay
1: so respectable. I'm on, I'm so, once much a d- at, so
2: once a decade. Once a decade. That's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's a <laughs> and, competitive league. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Um, it's not is, good. Is it? Hand, is it like it's a pretty hand average. It's, it's average, average. Exactly. and that's why I'm absolutely.
1: here. Absolutely. Uh, is it like a hand in paper where you guys you all meet together and you put down the lists? And it's not like run on a website or.
2: Well, you know, we we were old school and we wrote everything by paper, but now we. We've been on the CBS website for mm. probably 10 years now, okay, but okay. Uh, still, I'm the commissioner, by the way, and uh, we get together once a year to draft rookies and play golf, Okay,
1: and that's pretty awesome.
2: uh, these are guys that I went to St. Olaf with and known them most of my life, and we're spread across, gosh, probably five or six states at wow, this stage. That's really
0: cool. So that's yeah. a great uh, yeah. bonding
2: time. Yeah,
0: another another suggestion there. So raise your T levels a little bit. That's good. Well, yeah, for yeah. One day, except they're all doing the slide too. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah, they okay. all have girls except for mm-hmm. one. Interesting. So I have one. Okay. Can, go ahead, can I go? Please. So uh, um, I don't know if you know. I'm also a commissioner, and uh, this league, uh, this league that we're part of, the St. Thomas League. Uh, this is our fourth year going in. Um, it's kind of in shambles, and uh, you know, it's it'll, a lot of the problems is probably my fault. I'm a, I'm a spineless commissioner, and very. Right. Okay, um, right,
1: right. Yeah, uh, you have to show leadership in these capacities. And, I,
0: and I, uh, I, I like to run a democratic system. I like I like voting. I like no. Um, no I, that's what doesn't I was, work. That
1: was my one suggestion. He needs to make a rule and then tell everyone yeah, you're he a benign post-
2: dictator. Yes. Okay. Everybody likes you, but uh, there are no votes.
1: So the yeah. most the conundrum that we're dealing with right now is it's an it was the first three years it was ten dollar entry fee, and someone brought up to a motion of a fifty dollar entry fee to increase uh, revenue and increase the winnings. Right. And Participation mostly. Yeah, more focus in the league, more money, right? So, someone posted this in the group chat, and four people agreed, and four people did not agree. So, we have, there's a equal balance of don't raise and raise the entry fee. And Declan's keeping it to a vote. I mean, and and, and you know, believe it or
0: not, it's a it's a stifling uh, four versus four. Actually, no, I don't. It, either way, it's very easy. 50 50 for 50 and $25. Mm-hmm. So you're
2: from Colorado, it's a mix, right? Yeah. You guys vote on everything,
1: right? I haven't. Okay. But, well, before. Well, here's
2: what you do you split the difference and you say we're done. Okay. So. That's kind of
1: what we've done, 30s. but I, I'm one of those guys that wants it to be 50, <laughs> and I'm not letting down on that 50. <laughs> no. But we definitely just need to be a dictator.
2: Yeah. And, okay. okay. I'll bet you 50 bucks that's where you end up. Okay. How's guess, that? Agreed. Okay, sweet. Or vote for a new commissioner. Yes. Oh, okay. Impeachment. And
0: so that is uh, Mama J. Uh,
2: (laughs) Peanut Gallery
0: has been heard from. John Jenswold Weiss, everyone. So Thank you. Don't get her started. (laughs) Don't. All right, so a little uh, rocky transition here. Um, You know, trapping the puck here, as we always do. Um, So we do our research here at the Back Pocket. I've heard. um, I've heard. Yep. Thank you, by the way. Um, So uh, we know you were an Eagle Scout. And uh, a lot I of once. controversy comes with being an Eagle Scout. A lot of responsibility comes with being an Eagle Scout. Um, but the one thing I have to ask you is,
2: uh, do you still have it on your resume? On my, I don't have a resume. I haven't needed a resume in a long, long time. Okay. So when you did but, need one? But I do recall having it on my very first resume after I graduated from college. Okay. So I was an Eagle Scout. I believe I, I think I got it in 1976. And that was back in a time when uh, that was a pretty cool thing to do. I don't know how it is now. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we play video games in sports now, so I
1: don't know. We always played sports.
2: <laughs> yeah, but. we always played sports. Well, play, you maybe. know what? <laughs> back, back then, the Boy Scouts, they didn't gir- girly it up the way they have today. Sure. But, oh, they're soft did, now. The Eagle Scouts are soft We now, did whitewater right? rafting. We did rappelling. We did uh, winter camping in tents. We did some stuff that was A-OK. So okay. how much uh, of your manhood that you own today has been accredited to your Eagle Scout career? Probably a pretty good percentage of it. I love that. I would say it's Can good you stuff. tie a great knot? Pardon me? Can you tie a great knot? I can tie pretty much any knot you ask for. Wow. Wow. We might have to do a little segment yeah, back podcast and tie
0: a knot. Yeah. Um... So we also do our research, I know we've already, we've already We like to mention that, that we, we do research liked, here. Yeah, so we pride ourselves on good research. Yes. Um, so Whether we, or not you do it. Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, we do do no, we, <laughs> wouldn't, we wouldn't get these questions if it wasn't for our right. great, extensive in-house research. Okay. Anyways, um, so uh, we heard you're a bad boy. Um, you got yourself in a little bit of trouble back in your day. Um,
2: any stories to back that up? Where'd you get that from? our research research we do in-house research research so character checks uh, police record checks correct um i don't nothing's know nothing's on your record now I'm i sure. don't know that that's totally fair i uh, um yeah, you know uh i think at saint olaf i might have stuck out a little bit but uh yeah, you know, anyone will stick never out. got arrested well except once I, uh, just the one time but i got out of it nice okay.
1: i visited saint olaf once um i don't like the hills very tiring just yeah. to get around yeah yeah and you don't want to go there correct <laughs> right yes i went to visit a friend and it was brutal it was it's cold it's
2: cold in the winter. very yes i went in january the wind blows looks like hogwarts looks a little like that mm-hmm. yeah and so you're saying you're not a bad boy uh i i, I guess i would have a hard time characterizing myself okay. as a bad boy okay. like, like get in trouble like Injury yourself all the time. <laughs> We're, we've shocked the family. Right. No, yes. no, 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 it's no, no st- Like he left his child care and walked three miles at like eight across the highway to his Yeah, well, that's just being inventive. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So he's a smart guy. Like there we that.
1: go. There we go. I, I like that a lot. Um, I'll transition here to um, a question with, regarding the girls. Uh, being a father, um, we are a little nervous um, if we are going to be the only male in the house. I grew, I'm, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. No sisters. Declan, you are. You have two I have, sisters. I have three sisters, three sisters and two brothers. One brother, Jeez. So one of them you're unsure <laughs> of. Is
2: that what um, I'm hearing? Or?
1: I'm the unsure <laughs> one. Oh, okay. My co-host, other Wasn't over following. here, has uh, some experience. but Myself, I do not. Uh, how do you have any advice? For a father raising um, three girls. Well,
0: we don't know. We don't. We don't know girls. So let me clarify the question a little bit. Sorry. Um, You know. uh, So we are not good with girls. We're we're guys. We're podcasters. uh, We're football players. I don't know. We don't. We don't get it. And uh, you clearly
2: do. Um, Just from your history and your past. um, Any advice for us? Well, advice. Uh, First of all, um, they're raised. They're, they're, they're adults at this stage. So okay. what you see is what you get. Okay. Uh, so you'll have to make a judgment whether we did a, a hell of a good job or a hell of a bad job. I don't know. Um, too early to tell. Sure. Um, advice. Uh, I think one thing you do is um, uh, you lay out facts and circumstances and you let them make the decision or at least think they're making the decision. And then you get used to the idea that your house will always smell like soap. Mm. Mm. Okay. Soap.
0: I like that, though. That's
2: not, it could be farts. Well, (laughs) that's my house. house. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's (laughs) my house. I'm not saying it's perfect.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So uh, I guess, you know, um, when I think of myself as a father of a daughter, um, I immediately default to signing up for tackle football in third grade. Um, Should I do that?
2: Well, if you're Mallory's dad, you probably could get away with it. Okay. Because she was kind of a bruiser as a kid. The other two were very uh, delicate and feminine. Uh, Mallory, not so much.
1: Okay, I like that a lot. You, so you got to play your cards right. Yeah. Understand what you're working with. You know, yeah. it, no Do preconceived, yeah, Do no pull.
2: preconceived notions. You don't know what you have to work with. Okay, right? okay, okay. I like that. follow their lead. That's if I had one piece of advice, follow their lead mm. instead of imposing your will. Okay, I like it. follow their lead.
0: Follow, uh, follow their lead. lead. I like that. I'm writing yeah. that down yeah. down. yeah, we'll write that head. down. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, I got to ask, we already mentioned this. You are uh, a coworker with Declan. Um, I'm a coworker with Declan as well on this podcast, so I have some things to talk about as well. Um, I'm just curious how you feel about working with Declan.
2: Well, I, I've heard good things. Okay. Uh, you know, he's uh, and a very important intern with us this summer. We got a, a very significant job at the airport, uh, which is the first ever hotel connected to the terminal, mm-hmm. uh, which was a highly competitive job, uh, we went head-to-head with a company called Mortensen, you've probably heard of. Yes. And we were successful in winning the job, and there's about a 1,000 very important sets of eyes on this job. And so when we staffed it, we looked at the array of interns that were coming in. And by the way, our interns are not just observers. They have responsibilities that are a little, little intense in our industry. And so um, I put in a good word for Declan, and so far it worked out. Awesome. So he works for a guy that's I'm very close friends with, a superintendent named Chris Bourne. And, uh, and if Chris gives you a thumbs up, then you've done something. And, and that's what he's earned so far.
1: Okay. I, I'll give him a thumbs up as well. He comes up with a lot of ideas. He's really good with branching out our podcast. Um, I'm the business major. I have to reel him in and tell him this is what's realistic here. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to do all this. We don't have the time. Um, but you you got a great brain on your hands. So mm-hmm. I think that's what it takes at PCL for sure. Thanks guys. Yeah, uh, so we'll cut all that because, uh, you <laughs> know, we can't have uh, my ego
0: boosted that much. Uh, so that's a little, that's, that's a up problem. to you. It's gonna be a problem. it's um, up to you. So, uh, you know, I, I know at least, uh, you work in an office and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe, um, a lot of our listeners, uh, will be working in office, uh, in probably less than a year now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when I think of an office, uh, I really, uh, it's going to be tough for me to transition because, you know, I'm just full of energy all the time. Um, But uh, can you give us and our marketing interns kind of the do's and the don'ts of office life?
2: Well, Uh, office life, well, first of all, I should say I wouldn't be in an office if I was in an office all the time. So I'm in a kind of a unique industry where um, I am out in the field with clients or on job sites probably nearly half the time. And so that makes a big difference. uh, I'm not a huge proponent of office life, personally I think it's a little dehumanizing, and I think people have to do something that um is much more energetic than that and so uh uh my if I gave you some advice, it would be not to get pigeonholed into something like that where you're where you're trapped in a in a cube or an office on a daily basis. that's just me okay um i in fact, I don't think it's really that good for people okay, awesome do um, you have any do's and do nots yeah so experience? Um,
0: yeah I can. You know, I, I I I have spent some time in an office before, uh not to brag, had a little experience. Um, um definitely uh, when you're when they uh put out food in the get in like the break room, uh you're not the first one there. You're and you're definitely not the last one out. And so you definitely don't want to uh, feast on like the donuts. You don't want to take two. You take maybe a half. You know, you ration your savings. I know that's hard for you to hear, Andrew. Yeah, I take um, two donuts. Yeah, another one. Uh, don't talk really loud because then everyone can hear you most of the time, and you sound like an idiot. Um, I've done that a lot, and I, you know it's okay. It's we work. It's through. who you are, though. It's who I am. Yeah, yeah you, you know. learn them. Yeah, I, I've, I've, so you've I, thought about this. Yeah, no, I have a lot. Okay. So I want to get your take on it because you know it's just it's. Just, you're it's, an office it, guy. for It most sounds time. like there's a lot 50, of science 50.
2: to this I've never considered.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it, so you definitely don't want to be the water cooler guy either, so there's always a water cooler in every office. Uh, don't want to be hanging out by the water cooler talking politics or sports, you know, what happened on your weekend, you know, stuff like that. You don't want to get too invested in that, I think. Um,
2: okay. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, my office had a ping pong table, and I was pretty good at it, and everyone <laughs> wanted to play me during my time at, at Canvas Insiders, and that worked up a great sweat. So I don't show that you're really good at ping pong because you'll be sweating all day at work. That's tough. Um, that's do, maybe a do not as well.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Depending on your personality. Correct. I feel like I've missed a lot.
0: <laughs> well, no, you haven't because you know, you're 50-50 in the office, and that's kind of how I see myself as well. It's like I can't see myself 40 hours a week in the office. I Very know good. that about myself, and I have to choose a job accordingly.
2: So um, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about uh, your internship and the, and the project you've been on over the summer?
0: well i've loved it so far it 's been an absolute blast um, i The one thing that uh sticks out to me the most i 'm not going to get into the nitty gritty details of what it's like to work in uh, like on a hotel job site um, but the one thing I will say is uh the culture is unbelievable so you have a guy like Chris Bourne, like you said, um, who is you know running the show there for the most part he's the guy you 're going to go to and the way in 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 construction for the most for the people who don't know is uh for the most part, you safety is number one, no matter what. And Chris Bourne really puts that forward to everyone and you know makes it a big deal. And PCL as a company makes that big deal and so he represents that real well. But not only does he make that a big deal and you know, his superseders make that a big deal, but uh the laborers, the everyone on the entire job site carries that through and I've never really ever seen something like that. And because of it, you know, the whole job gets along very well and work really efficiently. So that is
2: has been my well, so experience so far. You're working on a job that is about $90 million and it has a bridge over eight lanes of traffic. You've got a 12-story hotel. You've got a tower crane in the air and you're just barely outside of the landing zone for major aircraft. Did you have any close calls?
0: Yeah. So we I actually alluded to this earlier on the podcast was when um I so there was a um, boom truck unloading off on a local job site that it actually built the new route around our hotel, and he was unloading, you know, some pipes or whatever, and left his boom up. And the boom extends when it's fully extended. It was at about 15, 20 feet in the air, and he was on the phone and didn't have his seatbelt on, and was driving away, and he was driving underneath the bridge, right where the bridge you were talking about that PCL has, and it hit the bridge. Um, the bottom of the bridge, and flipped the, the truck. This is like a big dump truck, by the way. Flips the dump truck up and over uh, the barrier, and it almost hit um, one of our... Uh, it hit a PCL truck, or it hit a subcontractor's truck, but no one was in it, thank God, and actually uh, PCL employees were the first to respond. So um, it is as much as you think we're safe, and it happens every day, so
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely well, I, a close and, and I was aware of that accident, and, and those very often can become fatalities on yeah, a job right. site. So it, it's good that you had that experience. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so let's transition here because we got a great game for the Jensvold family. Oh my God. Um, so well, this is going is to be. Um, now we need Brielle. <laughs> um, Brielle can come down. She can also listen to our show if she subscribes and listens on iTunes. So okay. uh, we, if you find us, you can go ahead and search uh, the back pocket. You can find us on uh, Facebook, iTunes. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you can you can uh, hear us. Um, so Brielle, I know you're not here, uh, but
1: go ahead and subscribe. I can
0: grab her. And it's okay. She's with the puppy. Um,
1: So uh, let's play a game. Let's play this game, and feel free to uh, interlude as much yeah. as you would like. Oh, uh, not the girls, though. Not the girls, just Mama J and John here. So. Oh, so the game consists of we are going to give you a quality, oh. and you are going to... Um, tell us which daughter, if it could be more than one, relates
2: okay. mostly to this quality. Oh, okay. It's going to be kind of rapid wait, fire. Wait, Are you ready? I like could get in quite this? a, quite a, rapid d- fire? Oh, a bit of trouble here. Okay, <laughs> very good. We only say
1: rapid fire just to get you to pay <laughs> okay, attention. All right. so.
2: Yep, I am uh, gonna
1: I can start. The youngest to get married, who do you think will be the first? To get oh, married? I think it would be Liza. Okay. Yeah,
2: Liza. Gotcha. Nice. And, any reason? Well, I think it could be any day. Okay, <laughs> wow. I like that. She's hardly ever here. <laughs> Good to know. Shout out to Eliza's boyfriend. Yeah. You know, the boyfriend, the longest of all three. So, <laughs> gosh, <Gotcha. laughs> sorry, sunshine.
0: <laughs> this is great. Okay, um, next one, biggest troublemaker, and this could be. Uh, are we saying biggest troublemaker as a teenage as a teenager? Biggest Stir- stirring the
2: pot, stirring yeah. the pot. Who's um, the one that's causing the most controversy? Uh, in the Mallory's probably uh, probably got it. Okay, by okay. a nose, I think mm-hmm. by a
1: nose. Who was yeah. the close? I would say Brielle. 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 Br- Br- okay. Brielle's right there. Too.
2: And I would say that Mallory has enjoyed every moment of that. Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you think it has to be with her being the oldest? Brielle being the oldest. Um, a lot and of kind of slid under the radar for a little bit. Well,
2: here's here's the thing about Mallory. She can get. Trouble started and exit very quietly yeah. and just let it turn into a shit show. Okay, okay. okay. Brielle stays too long. Yeah, and she gets and then caught. She gets gotcha. Back. Okay. I I could compare that to myself.
1: My, yeah. I have an older brother that's three mm-hmm. years older, and he had the shit storm. Parents overwatching him, and I flew under the radar, mm-hmm. escaped at the right times because I learned from Patrick, and he under was like, "That's oh, right." Didn't do it right. Back. I'm gonna back. be yeah. a little more safe. We
2: have the same situation. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the hardest to raise as an infant?
0: Oh, Brielle. oh yeah. Brielle. Okay. Was that because she was the first, and then by the time you got to Mal and Liza, no, she was easier? No, she had a little She'd bit of a
2: it. little stomach issue, and so okay. it was, uh, uh, you know, for about a year and a half, she slept uh, maybe maybe three hours at yeah. a time. Wow. And okay. Mallory was a close second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, so Liza's really funny. She was easy. Yeah. All, all
2: together. Liza yeah. raised herself. That's good. Yeah. She basically did. Yeah. So, a uh, little That's fun fact. She's so amazing. Um, you That's know, cool. She's a crier. I well, am. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, and a biter. Um, very emotional. And a biter. And a hitter. Swapper.
0: Yeah. So a little uh, fun fact is, uh, um, if you heard our last podcast, Andrew is also, he has a lot of stomach problems
1: as well. He's oh. thrown up his uh, head. head my parents gave me the card of the hardest to raise as an infant. Yeah. For the reason um, I was a barfer as, oh. a, as a baby. Mm-hmm. My parents just left me in the uh, high, chair. high chair with mm-hmm. the... The, what do you call that thing just hanging out in front and yeah. I, she, they just wait until I barf and then they clean it up right. instead of like taking me out
2: right well know. once Brielle did that and I tried to take her out of the swing and she fell face first into her own pool. <laughs> 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 <A> little taste <laughs> nice. um so yeah your okay. parents are smart you would be the high chair is it was over are you the guest now? I am
0: Okay. Well, no, we, we included her. Okay. We gave her a formal invitation invited. for right. this yeah, game. I, I didn't see it yeah. on the guest list. Right. But.
2: Full invitations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were worried about. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, so uh, this one's going to be kind of a hot one. Um, best
2: cook. Best cook? Correct. Yeah. I think that might be Brielle. It's totally Brielle. Okay. She's the oldest,
1: so she's maybe but,
2: lived but, on her own. But, yeah, no. She, she enjoys really cooking, like but I, oh, okay. Mallory sad. and Liza enjoy it too. I mean, they all have their thing. Yeah. No, so that, that is one uh, thing I wanted to say. We're about big the, eaters, though. We're big eaters. Yeah, so that is one thing
0: I want to say about the Jen'sville family is uh, they absolutely know how to cook. There we go. I
1: know that across yeah, the food board. Food first. That yes. is a baseline.
2: Wine second, food first.
1: Perfect. Yes, there we go. Okay. Uh, next question would be, uh, best to be a mom. Best to be, so
0: they're not moms yet, obviously. But to be, who do you think is going to be? The so best
2: what mom? you're saying is most likely to abandon a child? Yeah, <laughs> who, 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 yeah. Of that? who you can <laughs> just
1: weed out right away. And yeah. They're not going to be a great you mother, know, um, but these two
2: might. I I'm not sure Liza is going to remember that the kid you know needs to eat. So mm. uh, at least right now, so <laughs> I think Mallory's going to be the best Mallory's, mom. Yeah, Mallory. Okay, nice. Yeah. No. Congrats. Congrats. Um, And she may be adopting Liza's children. Okay. There you go. Okay. um, uh, Most athletic. All right here. And and even Liza will accept that, I think. Okay. Yes. Simple. When she used to play soccer, when she was in fourth and fifth grade... Um, there was one female goalie that would run out of the net when Mallory would approach with the ball. Yeah. She like went away. away. Yeah, yeah. She, she nice. didn't want to take the kick. Yeah, yeah. the power leg. The they called her the boomer. Yell, the pass Boomer. pass the ball to Mallory. Not their own child, yeah. but yeah. pass it to Mallory. <laughs> so
0: awesome. you had a great so Did you coach her? I did. You I did. So you, were you a pretty good coach then, huh?
2: Uh, well, I think we were, we, yes, we had a pretty good yeah. group of coaches, and Mallory, frankly, could have been a varsity soccer player probably at a pretty high level that's awesome
1: mm-hmm. but she
2: elected to go to dance
1: okay mm. okay um so when you get to that age where you might need help from your daughters you're getting older so you need help with whatever that may need be which daughter do you think will be the best in that
2: regard i am just going to get into a boat and float out in the lake and, yeah. and just let nature take its course oh, awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It's the All? best answer we've
2: had so far. No. Absolutely. All three girls would say Mallory. Yeah. Or, well, the two others would say Mallory's going to be the one to help us. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, I'll stick with my answer. There you <laughs> go. Stay strong. <laughs> um, my tea's coming back up. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tea <laughs> T-
2: level.
1: T- levels are on the eyes. T- levels are <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, mid, yeah,
2: breaking news, mid-podcast. Um, best taste in movies. Best taste in movies. Um I think Liza's got that one. I think mm. she's got really good taste with, with movies. And some of the other stuff I see, I don't know. So, i, I, I got to give that to Liza.
1: Yeah, the reason we asked is because we know you had that uh, movie theater in the basement. So we we're do. curious who, which daughter is going to be like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch a movie with Liza because she's going to pick a movie that I will enjoy. So.
2: I, I think uh, if I have any chance of watching anything other than The Kardashians or The Bachelor, it would probably be with Liza. Okay, that's good.
1: That's good. Um, who would you take to Vegas because she is always lucky? Liza. Okay. Oh yeah. No. And there's a you were pretty affirm with that. Was, oh yeah. Liza. Yeah, 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 yeah. No,
2: I I I'd put all if she says red, I would put the number, money on red. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, most likely to understand sports. So if you're wow. watching if you're watching football, you're watching anything. Who's the one that's going to sit there and watch it with you?
2: Um, I'm going to say I I don't have an answer. I don't and um, no, I don't I have an answer. You. Yeah, but you talk about innings and things oh, like no, that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> There's an attempt over <laughs> effort, here, but yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, just, I can't so. give that award. So okay. Maybe this is a
1: little uh, something lacking.
2: Yeah, well, see, uh, well, that's, that's where what we're, we're here started. for. That's, that's what right we're here so that I, know. Is why, I know it. That is the
1: premise of this podcast. I know it. And our final quality right here uh, the biggest, the granddaddy of them all, the biggest financial endeavor thus far.
2: Biggest? Finan- now, define that.
1: Um, what are you talking? Who? About? Which
2: daughter? Have you had to um, help help the most? <laughs> which one is? Or spend the most money? Which one has made me bleed out of my eyes? Uh, <laughs> that would be daughter number one. Very very wow. expensive. No, is that because she's the oldest and she's like the first ahead? And uh, there's stuff just like that been a or... lot of unexpected. Expenses. Glory. Okay.
0: It's been all glory. All
2: glory. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah. That's perfect. That's great.
0: <laughs> That's, that was great. Yes. Bleed out of my eyes.
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, that concludes our game. Yeah. Thank you for playing. Thank you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Our pleasure. You guys killed it. I hope we didn't our cause pleasure. any controversy now that will carry over outside <laughs> yeah. the podcast because yeah. what happens in the podcast stays, stays in the podcast. Very the yes. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, Trap of the Puck here. Um, so the man cave, you know, this, it, it deserves a segment and, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, so on this podcast, we analyze almost everything we do, uh, as two roses and a thorn. Um, are you familiar first of all?
2: Uh, no. Okay. Two so roses two thorn, roses,
0: meaning like you give two, uh, favorite things about your man cave. Okay. And then a thorn, something that uh, you don't like or something that is nagging you at the moment.
1: Okay. Okay. So feel free to expand on your man cave currently.
2: Okay. Well, you know, uh, so we moved into this house end of April. We had been in our previous house for a long time, 23 23 years, I think, something like that. Never had a man cave, shared everything. It was really a girl's house with a guy staying over, and that was me. Um, So when we found this house, the lower level's kind of mine because nobody else really wants it, and everyone else has what they need. So I like it. I've got room, you know. I've got a theater. I've got a pool table room. Uh, we've got another TV room. Um, so that would be the two roses, right? I mean, that's that's what's working. The theater and the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, the pool
0: table. what's your what's your layout right now, just for our listeners here? Um, what's your idea? What what are you looking to build here?
2: Well, uh, about the only thing that I, I don't have in place right now is my pool table, okay. and that's the hopefully coming. Um, the theater room is up and running. We've got how big seats. that is. That how big is that TV though? By the way, that's a seventy-five inch with surround sound, and it's got seven theater seats on two levels. I like that. So stadium it's a, seating. It's, it's stadium seating. Yeah, it's a it's a nice place. Uh, you know, the only now, are you ready for a thorn? Yeah. So I can't really decorate the way I want. So everything has to get approved from the boss, mm. and so you'll notice that you know. Uh the, the sports memorabilia and neon signs that I have in storage probably are not going to make it up on this wall.
0: Okay. But, that was what we were also going to ask you about because right. we know we do our research on this podcast yeah. um, and we know you have a lot of memorabilia. I do. And uh, I know it's not down here at the moment. Yeah. Uh, where is it, by the way?
2: Well, a lot of it's in storage. Tucked know. away. But, yeah. But, you know, I, didn't, I never collected as much memorabilia as I did um, experiences. So, you know, being in construction for almost 30 years, I had a lot of opportunity to, um, uh, spend a lot of time with, you know, some college and pro athletes on golf trips and things like that. And so, uh, a lot of, a lot of pictures that are pretty memorable, but you know, they're going to stay in albums. I think they probably won't go on the wall. Okay.
0: Okay. So, uh, um, what is your favorite memorabilia? Um,
2: I guess if I had to pick one, again, kind of photos that, that are pretty cool, um, So I I have gotten to know Kent Herbert when he was kind of new to the Twins, and I intersected with him from time to time, and at one point I asked him if he would be the coach of my fantasy football team, and he agreed. So I made up a shirt and a hat for my fantasy team, and he put it on and took a picture with me, so he's my official head coach. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Wow, I like that. Um, So I don't know if that was your best story regarding your memorabilia, but do you have uh, maybe an experience they had um, of how maybe you got a piece of memorabilia or um, just an experience regarding your memorabilia?
2: Uh, well, I just think back, you know, one of the things that was, was really fun for me, um, again, it's, it's related to my career in construction. Uh, we were working for a couple of owners who had a lot of NFL connections, and for a number of years in a row um, I got invited to play golf in the NFL alumni tournament that they used to have at Tartan Park, which is east side of St. Paul, and so each year I got matched up with a few former Vikes, you know, and, and mostly guys from when I grew up. So the people I really looked up to when I was 14 or 15 and got to know them a little different way, you know, playing golf and having dinner and that sort of thing. And so that's probably one of the highlights because I met a whole bunch of them back then wow. um, over the course of maybe four or five years. Like the purple people leaders? That yeah, that's exactly around. it. So I played played with Carl Eller, I played with Alan Page. Uh, wow. Fred Cox was a kicker for the Vikes. Um Jeff Seaman, who was a middle linebacker. Gosh, the list the list goes on. Frank yeah. Tarkington? Uh, never met Tarkington, but okay. uh, Jerry Burns was a lot of fun to play with, the old, okay. the old head coach.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, okay. Well, that was sweet. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for Appreciate sharing that. Um, so we're going to wrap up. we got a few questions left, but before we get to those final questions, um, we are trying to improve our memorabilia. Anything where we should start and start selling um, that you feel like people collecting memorabilia would Want from us as podcasters?
2: What What are you thinking about?
1: Um, So,
0: it's a great point, Andrew. Yes. Um, So, and and I'm glad the boss is here as well. The boss is here. um, Yeah. Yeah. As a podcast, the purse um, strings are here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as a podcast, um, Andrew, Steve, and I, um, we are proposing. uh, We We have a poster. um, You know, we're it's in the works right now, um, and we'll pay for the frame. Uh, We'd love if you could um, maybe have just maybe hang it. In your house for a little bit um of us seasonal if you wanted it um maybe a seasonal thing i don't know if it matches with the feng shui of the room or what whatever we're going to go with um but would you want uh some memorabilia from uh you know uh, signatures on on it obviously
2: so you this is this is a poster of the three of you correct, correct. with your signatures yes. correct i would say absolutely 100 percent. i want one but you're going to have to wear something that's pottery barn pv okay so okay. you're color okay. co- you're gonna have to color coordinate you're gonna okay. have to go earth tones okay. uh you know uh, have you
0: ever seen oh we, so earth earth tones, earth tones. like khakis? green and brown
2: yeah yeah we'll show you the catalog okay, okay. So,
0: thank you okay well we can do that okay um, we also have a logo um that's yeah, also in the
2: works so we might want to earth tone our logo Every, everything's got to be pottery bottom okay. it always doesn't okay. get in here i mean look around okay.
0: I like what you're talking. That's a this is a smart man right here. I like I like. I'm glad we asked. Um, So uh, so we always end with um, advice, um, a story of a famous person that you met, which you might have already said, but maybe if you have another one. And then uh, what did you learn today? So we're gonna start with advice. Um, So um, our listeners, um, us in general, as the back pocket, uh, we're going into our professional careers. Um, What is our what is your advice for us?
2: Well, you know, what, I was kind of thinking about that a little bit, and the, the one piece of advice that I think I've, I'm not going to give you, but what I've learned is that um, when I got out of my undergraduate program at St. Ola, um, I thought I was fairly educated. I thought I was pretty done, and looking back some, you know, long time, 30 years, uh, you, you really are just scratching the surface of, of what you are going to become from an educational standpoint. So, I mean, as long as you stay open to it and challenge yourself and never say no to an opportunity, even if it doesn't look like it fits, uh, boy, I think St. Thomas has prepared you guys so well. I mean, there's going to be so many doors open. And so just don't ever say no.
0: Okay, I like that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are your, uh, do you think Do you think
2: podcasting is a
1: good route for us? Or do you think we can start making, do you think we can make a living off this?
2: Well, I don't know why not. Yeah. okay. Never say no. Yes. Never say no. Never say no.
1: That's where we start. See, what
2: I like is, a, you know, everybody can be doing it if they could, mm-hmm. but not everybody's doing it.
1: Oof. Ooh, that's good Wow, point. I like that a lot. It's mm-hmm. another tidbit. Yeah.
2: A little quinky dink
1: Yes. Um, and then a story of a famous person that you've met over your course in a career, maybe in construction or just uh, a random experience you ran into a celebrity or a
2: famous person that you've met. Well, I, I've been really kind of lucky. I've, I've met quite a few of them. But uh, The one guy that I think really impressed me... Um, most recently was uh, I worked. I got a chance to work with Paul Molitor when we, uh, we built Siebert Field at the U of M. And he was the primary fundraiser for Siebert Field. And uh, he was the kind of guy um, that, um, well, you see him manage the twins now probably. Mm-hmm. He is the most positive, steady person I've ever met. And he just doesn't, when he hears an obstacle, he doesn't, he doesn't, drink it in he doesn't really see it he just keeps going forward so when people are saying no he just keeps moving forward and the guy just ultimately accomplishes his goal you know and it's not real flashy not mm-hmm. necessarily but he's steady and I was really impressed the the three or four months that I spent working with him closely um I just I have a lot of respect for him
1: yeah and you can definitely see that in his MLB career very yeah. consistent nothing flashy but no, nothing terribly flashy did his but, job to the best but of his
2: always ability. well done yes
0: <laughs> he also has a burger named after him at the Nook, I think. Yes. Yeah,
1: delicious burger.
2: He's nice. St. Paul guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Nothing flashy. flashy.
0: Nothing flashy. Yeah, exactly. But it's, <laughs> it's a great, great burger.
1: Yeah. Uh, the final question today, we wrap it up as we always do. What have you learned today from the time that you woke up to right now?
2: What have I learned today? Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Um, wow. You know 24 hours is not is not a huge span to learn things. Correct. For sure. And it's a tough question. We always throw a curveball all, kind yeah, of that. It's right. a tough question. We're I'll tell you what I learned. Okay. okay, I'll tell you what I learned. My my wife and I did something last night that was a unique, kind of a unique experience. Okay. So we went down to Northfield to meet with the author of a new horror novel who was launching his book at a brewery in Northfield. Okay. And uh, it's a it's a book about um, uh, it's a horror novel revolving around the, the dark net, the, the internet underneath the internet. Mm-hmm. Never been to a book launch. And uh, we went down and, and he was a very gracious guy. He talked about his book. He read from his book. We had a beer. And it was, and we're driving back thinking, you know, we've got to do more of this. This is interesting. All this stuff's going on, right? And you never stop long enough to look around and say, hey, there's something I've never done. We're just going to jump in the car and go. And so I learned that last okay. night. And I think it made an impression on both of us.
0: Did he, uh, did you, um, can like, did he talk about his book at all? Like what it was, what like this dark internet is? Cause when you say dark internet, I mean, I don't really like, what is yeah, that? Yeah. Exactly? He, he,
2: he's, um, well, he's an interesting guy. His name is Benjamin Percy. You can look him up. Okay. Uh, this is his fourth novel. Uh, he has been highly recommended by a number of writers, including Stephen King, who was a personal friend of his. He's a younger guy. He taught at St. Olaf for a while. Um, but this book, in particular, is about uh, the darkest secrets of the internet that come under the uh, control of um, demonic forces. Oh. Okay, so, so it's this is a really, is this, really dark. Book. Is this
0: real, Is this a real life thing, or is this a?
2: Well, I mean, I, I guess you could speculate on it, but it's a it's is a horror novel. It's a yeah, horror okay. novel. Yeah. yeah, and and to hear him read it, uh, he put a chill through the audience last night right. just reading his book. That is That's cool. Sweet. Yeah,
1: I like it. Definitely something that the back pocket should make an appearance at. A book review. We
0: might come out with our own book. Um, yeah, so we, we know a few guys who are writing books. So well, that's great. I like that a lot. Yes. Well, thank you. That was probably, that's uh, we've, we've been on a really good hot streak of what we learned. Correct. So thank you for contributing to that. For and sure. also, thank you for being on
2: our podcast. We appreciate it. Well, yes. my pleasure.
1: And that was our interview with John Jenswold. I want, again, to thank the Jenswold family for welcoming us into their household.
0: Yes. Thank you, John. We absolutely appreciate it. We look forward to uh, having you back on. So uh, let's go ahead
1: and get after our PTP update. You know, I was thinking about that when you mentioned that in the intro, and I kind of realized, I think we both kind of realized, that the uh, fiscal year isn't over yet. Yep. And uh, what better opportunity... Um, There is to uh,
0: just make more money, simply. Uh, So PDP is not just us. It is people who also don't play football. And uh, they have two to three weeks left, hopefully. And, uh, you know, they're going to absolutely rack in the cash for us. And uh, we don't want to end it now because uh, we're going to buy something big, I'm sure. So um, the update will come um, at the start of school, and we'll do a review for that. And uh, we're
1: very excited. So let's move on to the next segment. The next segment, we're going to talk murder versus assassination. So earlier we did a little boat versus yacht versus ship. Now we're going to do a little murder versus assassination. What's the difference? How do you clarify that, um, when it's an assassination or when it's a murder? Um, you know, we really didn't pre- pre-end this at all. So we didn't talk about it. We're going to go off the top of our head and just kind of debate it. And then once we do that, um, then we're going to actually look up what we, uh,
0: what it actually is. Um, And then um, it'll make us look kind of like idiots, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it'll make us look really smart and uh, maybe naturally smart, I would say. So uh, to to start, um, so this is um, our second great debate. Um, Everything we do is great, Um, especially our debates now, our hot debates. Uh, So
1: murder versus assassination, for me... Murder is... uh, Let's talk about the famous things that we... When we think of when you hear murder. Okay. We think uh, maybe like O.J. Simpson. I think... That's big news right now. He's going to get out on parole. That was a murder. That was a murder, I would say... Why? Because he was... He murdered someone.
0: Yeah, it was... Nice, dude. <laughs> good. Yeah. That was really good. Um, very thought-provoking. Yeah, very. Uh, yep, I like that. I mm-hmm. care about that. Um, I would say murder is malicious. It is um, blatant. It is, something that is not, um, it is something that is not hidden. So it is something that a murder is something you walk into, and you're like, oh, they just got murdered, you know, and it was there. Blood's everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, an assassination, however, would be uh, very secretive. Um, you know, uh, Julius Caesar, when he was assassinated, um, he was, et tu Brute is what he said, because he said that uh, translates, um, I, pl- I was a Latin major in uh, in high school, took mm-hmm. Latin for three years, not to brag, um, that stands for, and you tu Brutus, and that is because um, Julius was shocked, he was like, I can't believe I'm, I'm getting stabbed by... 26 times, or however many times he got stabbed by all those dudes, mm-hmm. and it was just those guys. They were the only ones who knew about it, and they came in where no one else was watching and assassinated him. Um, a murder, you know. I, I guess, like you go back to the O.J. Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh, that's a tough story to tell, but at the end of the day, I mean, you the uh, it was quite obvious, you know,
1: um, that O.J. did it. Yes. Um, well, is. Maybe it wasn't considered an assassination because was Nicole Brown Simpson, was she famous? Um, Oh, so you're saying it's a fame thing.
0: It's based strictly on fame.
1: That's where I would head to, yes, because you're thinking... John Wilkes Booth, Abraham Lincoln, he was assassinated. Ooh, okay. JFK, he was assassinated. Assassinated. Do
0: we know who uh, assassinated JFK? No. Someone's got to know, though. So one of our listeners needs to let us know who killed who assassinated JFK.
1: Yeah.
0: Someone can get this to us. Uh,
1: what started the World War I?
0: Um, oh, Franz Ferdinand. So that was the, um, I can't remember, the ter- the uh, activist group. They didn't call them terrorist groups back then. Was that in or, Turkey? Or? No, it was Serbia. Serbia? It was a... It was a it was a terrorist... Not a terrorist group, sorry. I keep saying terrorist. Can't say the T word. Um, not back in the 1900s. They were an activist group. Uh, smaller, secular, black... But that was an assassination. That, yeah, that uh, um, assassinated Franz Ferdinand, who
1: was the leader of... Um, what do you call it? The leader of uh, Austria-Hungary okay. at the time. But he's famous. I mean, he's a high caliber... Politicians? Are politicians, if they get killed, they're only assassinated? Uh, I th- Traditionally, yes. Okay. I think I would
0: argue you have to almost be a politician. Um any other assassins that uh or yeah assassins um when i think of assassins i think of assassins creed okay um so I, I mean those guys are very secretive right i mean you have you ever played assassins creed
1: i have okay so those
0: guys are assassins you're they're jumping, very secretive yeah you're yeah. jumping in hay bales you're uh you got the little wrist knife um you know so i think assassination would be secretive murder would be blatant and you don't really care if you're found or not um, it's a mali- it's more malicious, I would say. Okay. Um, what? How about uh, mercenaries? Does uh, anything about getting paid to do the action have anything to do with um, uh, a murder versus an assassination?
1: Hmm. Very good question. I think it does play a role, Ooh. but I think murders can still happen for being paid. I think. Um, Is there a paid murder that we know of off the top of our heads? Well, I'm thinking, like somewhere in like a gang. Okay. Bloods or Crips?
0: Yeah. We'll cut that. But, uh, we can't say Bloods and Crips on this, just in case we have followers. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, well, those guys get paid for... I don't know. I don't think you get paid for that.
1: Maybe someone, you pay someone on the side to do something for you?
0: A hitman? A hitman? Uh... Are those guys assassinators?
1: Yeah. No, no oh, they Well,
0: do you think... I mean, you think the guy who assassinated JFK, you probably got paid, right?
1: Yeah, got it, yeah. He's
0: gotta get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, uh... Unless he was just doing it. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Yikes, yeah. That yikes is perfect. Um, wow, I don't know. That's uh, What other assassinations or murders can we think of? Um, I think of the uh, Trayvon Martin. That would be a murder, right? Yes. Cause
1: how about the How to Make a, mur- I don't know, how to make a Murder, uh, the Netflix series?
0: Yeah, the one in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a murder
1: because that's the title that's of the show. That's the
0: title of the show. How to Make an Assassin, that'd be a psycho move. Yeah. Um American Psycho, the movie, Uh, that guy was definitely an assassin, right? Yes. Okay.
1: What about, like, a serial killer? Those Um, guys are... Those are all murders.
0: Ooh, Kodiak? See, that's a murder, but no one knows about. Like, no one knows who he is. What about, like, Hannibal Lecter? Hannibal Lecter. Mm, Goodness. Uh, This is getting... This game... (laughs) Very deep. Very deep. Um, Let's think. Uh, Ooh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Joffrey. King Joffrey. We... If, uh, spoiler, so you, you might want well to not listen to this if you haven't spoiler, caught up. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler, um, Okay, so, Tyrell. Leanna? Elaine? Elena? Grandma. The grandma. The grandma Tyrell killed, uh, Joffrey. King Joffrey back from... That's an assassination. That's, that would be assassination, right? Again, political she poisoned. political figure, though. Oh, my gosh. Back to the political figure, All right? Um, wow. This has been a heated debate, but I'm trying to... There's got to be more examples, right? Uh Yes.
2: Plenty, um, plenty of them.
0: There's plenty of them. Uh Let's see. Um I keep thinking suicide, but suicide's not that's a is that a, is that a murder or an assassination? Do you assassinate yourself or you that, Oh, that's, that's Are you that's, of that's, presence? Are you of prominence? Prominence, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting
1: I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I think we keep relying back to like a political figure yeah. or something that's like a high status. Yeah, that's so, considered an assassination. So I would say
0: status is a determiner, and I would also say um, the secrecy or the publicity of the action. Okay. So let's go ahead, um, bad podcasting, let's look up what the definitions of murder and assassination are.
1: Alright, so, Steve is not here, so I will be doing my due diligence with this. Um, A murder is the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. Hmm. Okay. Um, Then, an assassination is the murder of a prominent person, often a political leader or ruler, usually of political reasons or payment. For political reasons or payment. So we kind of nailed that. We crushed it with the payment. (laughs) We We crushed it with the political figure. We said
0: political figure like seven times. At least seven. Um, Yeah, so it definitely has to do with status. So the secrecy or the publicity of the action is not necessarily a factor. Um, Murder, that's pretty blatant. Um, Someone killing another person. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Google definitions. Um, But yeah, simple as that. Okay. I like that. So
1: a little bit of clarification there. I like that. I care about that. So that was our second debate. If you got any more suggestions on things we should debate please go to iTunes and leave us a review and maybe a five star rating. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can leave a comment there. Uh,
0: we could def- on our next uh, comment on any of our Instagrams. Uh, we have 35 of them now. Uh, you could also reach us at, um, on Twitter or you can also send us an email so Absolutely. at the at gmail.com. So uh, now, no, let's, let's finish up show strong here. Let's, uh, let's, let's be finishers.
1: Let's be finishers. We'll finish like we always do, baby. What did we learn in a feel-good story? I can start with what did I learn. It's okay. a little bit complicated. This might be a little bad podcasting. Yeah. Just sti- stick with me for 30 seconds. Please. So I learned a new technique for speed reading. Um, and the technique would be you draw a vertical line, one word inside the page. So um, if you're looking at a sentence across yes. the entire page... One word in, you draw a vertical line. Correct. On both ends. So at the end of the sentence, say that's the end of the word at the end of the... um, So the last word on the end of the page... On the right. first word on the beginning of the page... On the left. You scoot it in one. You scoot it in one, draw a vertical line down. Okay. Um, And that will train your eyes to stay in a closer um, rhythm rather than going outside those lines where they'll normally go into like those blank margins on the pages. So if you train your eyes to stay in those, your peripherals will pick up the, those outside words and you can even move those, those lines in further in if you want to get better at it and that will help train you to read faster because you're not wasting time with your eye movement.
0: Mm, I like that. Um, yeah, I guess because there's a lot of white, the margins on the outside of the page, once you go with that you may fall off the edge of the page. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Yep. Um, uh, what did I learn? So, uh, you know, check my sources. Um, the boilers used um, to heat the Empire State Building. So when you have a building uh, this little premise for you guys. When you have a building, um, you need uh, boilers that have water in it. And you pump that water throughout the entire building. And that water is used to uh, mediate or control the temperature of um, your whatever area. So like your AC is controlled by air and water. And the water controls um, the temperature and the air blows the air out into the open area to, mm. to mediate that temperature. So the boilers on the Empire State Building in New York are the same boilers that were used or that are still the same boilers today um, when the building was first erected. So I don't know when... Is that efficient? Yeah, look. So go back and look up uh, how when uh, the Empire State Building was um, constructed. When was the Empire State Building built? 1930. So we are, what, 90 years right there? No. Not 87, anything, 87 years, good math. Wow. So 87 years, those boilers have been there and they're actually underground in the building. Um, and basically, they're yeah, they're efficient. They hold a lot and they pump a lot. So
1: nice, yeah. good work. Yeah. Whoever constructed them to start. Yeah, Run absolutely. Them. Let's give them a... Nice. Um, so that's what we learned this week or today rather. Um, now a feel good story to warm your hearts. Um, As always, two of them. As always, we got two of them because we like giving our listeners a warmer hearts at the end of our podcast. Of course. Um, Today, while we're recording, it is Lauren Crawford, LC as we like to call her. She has just turned 21, so we are very excited that she can join us on extravagant activities during the nightlife. Yeah. Um, Maybe even daylife. Yeah. Depending on the day. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But we also want to mention that Jeremy Molina will not be able to hang out with us yet because yeah. he is still 20. Yeah, so, uh... But a grade above.
0: Yeah, so Jerry is a bowling ball, and he's also a senior, and he is still 20. LC is going into her junior year, and she's now 21. So, wow. Pretty uh, crazy. I know you've heard crazier, but that's pretty crazy. Yep. Um... I also would like to mention, uh, even though Elsie is 21, she is still uh, not the same as she used to be in high school. Man, if you guys could have got a glimpse of Elsie in high school, let me tell you, those were some times. Yeah, she's changed. Yeah, she's very much changed. Changed, L.C. Um, my feel-good story, um, to start, uh, or actually to end, it is the end of the podcast. Um, I would like to give a special shout-out and uh, reach our condolences to uh, the Capra family. So uh, if you've looked on the news or anything recent in the Star Tribune, maybe any kind of your local Minnesota news, um, Ted Capra, uh, fishing legend here in Minnesota, has passed away. Um, Ted Capra is the grandfather of uh, my girlfriend Sierra Capra. Um, great family guy, family man. Uh, just loved doing uh, everything fishing. He was very passionate about um, you know his family and. What he loved to do was fishing, and he did those two things his entire 80 years that he was on this earth, and he touched everyone. Al Linder, um, who was one of the more famous fishermen in the world, uh, he talked about him, and the one thing that I took away from it that was unbelievable was, you know, Ted Capra's passion, just how he was all in all the time, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we would like to, you know, it makes me feel good just to know, you know, like a man like that was on the earth who was just all in. All the time. And I really appreciate that. Um, our Again, our condolences um, to the Capper family. Ted had a great 80 years. We thank you, Ted, we hope for all the lives that he touched. And we continue to touch everyone else's lives via this podcast. And uh, we're also all in, baby. Just like Ted was. We're all in. Love you guys. Take care. Take care.